If you're in, then I'm in. It's Area Saturday this weekend, December 5th, which means it's time for me to explain everything in excruciating detail in a completely unedited format. Oh, joy, my Christmas gift to you. Seasons greetings to all. That's not a song. My name is Daniel Valdez. I am a moderator. I am a live blogger, and I am one of the uh, admins for TexasFans.com. For those of you who already know me, welcome back. For those of you who don't, that's who I am. With that being said, good morning again, Daniel Valdez. Again, it is a pleasure and an honor to talk to you. It doesn't matter whether you're listening, if, you're, if you've subscribed on the, the Spotify or the Apple Podcast or the Google Podcast or anywhere you get your podcast, or if you're subscribed to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the damn podcast. Thank you for joining me. I really appreciate it. This is, uh, is going to be a very interesting one, to say the least. A lot of rule changes because of COVID-19 uh, implemented by the UIL and local and health authorities and whatnot. I'm going to try to cover all of it as best as I can. So I'll just kind of give you a quick rundown. And don't worry, there's going to be, there will be timestamps and everything no matter, uh, you know, no matter where you're getting this, check the description, look for timestamps. So if you need to skip around to uh, area coverage or rules coverage or blog coverage, whatever, by all means, hop around, do whatever you need to do. So here's how I'm going to break this down. Uh, I'm going to talk about how we got here so far. I'm going to talk about uh, the area process as it pertains to this year. I'm going to talk about the COVID uh, rules, the COVID-19 rules that have been implemented by the UIL. Uh, And then I'll go through area by area what's going on. We'll go over how many programs are going to get certified to the state contest. And then uh, just some things to look out for this weekend. And then at the very end, I'll uh, sign off and give a great inspirational message that will somehow be ripped off and put in a really terrible, terrible movie about some football player who later out, who later turned out to be a very, very bad person. So with that being said, and I'm not editing this in any way. So if you hear my raspy voice or something, deal with it. I'm not sick or anything. It's just early in the morning. This information that I'm about to give you is accurate as of Thursday morning. Okay. Rules can change at any point. Uh, we've already had programs drop out of contact. We, well, we've already had programs drop out of area because of either grades or quarantine or kids got tested positive or they're sick or whatever. Contact tracing, all that stuff. So anybody who's listened to this before knows that every when I said everything is on the table uh, back in you know July and August, I still mean that. <laughs> it's still... Um, everything is still on the table. So uh, anything can happen. We just hope everybody's safe and well and making the proper, taking the proper precautions and, um, uh, you know, just trying to take care of themselves as best they can. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 2020 Area Nerdin. Explanation out the wazoo. Uh, This is going to focus on 6A. Uh, but the 2A, 4A pro, uh, conferences are doing their area contests this weekend, December 5th, uh, along with the 6A, con- uh, the 6A programs as well. This is going to focus on 6A stuff um, because the rules are a little bit different for the 4A programs and the 2A programs. So we'll focus on 6A, and uh, hopefully I do a really good job with this. I've been doing this for a couple of years, so, uh, you know, <laughs> it's not like I screw up or anything, right? <laughs> Anyways, area nerded. How'd we get here? Very simple. Uh, Bands sign up for region contest, and region contest is evaluated by three judges. They have the exact same judge sheet. It's basically half of it's marching, half of it's music. And all three judges have the same sheet. Their responsibility is to rank, not necessarily rank the programs, but give each program a division rating. One being the best, five being the lowest. Um, If you get a division one rating at region, you qualify for the area contest. Here are some caveats to that. With the pandemic still going on and the pandemic being really, really bad, not just now, but like back in June and July when um, when programs really needed to sit down and make a decision of whether they were going to have a competitive season or not. A significant amount of programs, a significant amount of 6A programs decided to not field a competitive show this year. And you're going to see evidence of that 
as I go through the list, um, as you, if you decide to attend a contest this weekend, you're going to see um, pretty much every area in the state was heavily affected by um, COVID-19. Like I said, it's not just it's not just the quarantine and contact tracing. A lot of the stuff has to do with grades too. Um, it's been a very unfortunate situation. However, we're still going to press forward and try to get as much as we can done. Uh, several bands signed up for region contest, but did not or were not able to attend region contest. Um, there were several programs at 6A that had a situation like that. Like the week before the region contest, they had to pull out because of um, because of all sorts of uh, issues pertaining to the pandemic. We had several bands that signed up for region, got a Division One rating, but they had already decided to not uh, pursue the competitive aspect of the UIL process any further. So they stopped. They got. To, they went to region, got a Division One rating, qualified for area, but have decided to not attend area. This is very important because, and I'm going to say this as as precisely as possible. The amount of programs an area can certify to the state marching band contest depends on how many bands qualify for that area contest. It is not how many programs actually perform at the area contest. That is a big misconception, and I cannot stress this enough because, like I said, there were several programs that qualified for area, but they're not going to be attending. Their qualifications, their Division One ratings still count towards the amount of programs that specific area can certify to the state contest. Please keep that in mind, and I'm going to try to go over the numbers as best as I can because people are going to be looking at the schedule after this and saying, hey, how come this program, how come they get to take four bands when there's only this many bands competing? It's based on the qualification. Qualification, qualify, qualify. That's very important. Cool? Cool. Let's talk about area judging. It's a little bit different than region contest. Area judging, five judges. Three music judges, two marching judges. The three music judges have the exact same music judge sheet. The two marching judges have the exact same marching judges sheet. Keep that in mind. You have three people with the exact same rubric in front of them for music. You have two people with the exact same rubric for marching in front of them. Okay? There is no music individual judge on the field. There is no music ensemble judge in the press box. By the way, all five judges, they're in the, they're in the uh, press box area. No judges on the field. Um, but there's not like an individual, there's, there's not a single person assigned to an individual to a specific caption it's literally hey judge music judge marching cool cool what you'll see on the recaps and this is what we go off of in terms of placement it is the total ranking score so here's what this means uh music judge basically has a thousand points to work with if your band scores 950 out of a thousand they don't put 950 on the score sheet what they do is they see how your 950 ranks among the other programs. If it's in first place, Judge 1's going to put down first place. Like, Judge 1 had you in first place, so you get a 1 there. And let's say Judge 2 had you in third place, so you're going to get a 3 next to Judge 2. You add up all those ranking ordinals, and you get a total score. So your total score is going to be like 15 or something like that. It's not going to be 97.947 repeating 3. You know, that's that's not how the UIL works. Total rank score. Add those up. Whoever has the lowest rank score, that is going to be certified the winner. Then second place, third place, all the way down. Cool? Cool. Let's talk about UIL COVID-19 changes. Uh, very specific to area as far as uh, performance regulations. Things are very different this year, so uh, pay attention. If you've had your coffee, great. As you can tell, I have too, and I don't even like coffee. I keep, I say I don't like coffee, but I drink, I drink a lot of coffee for somebody who says they don't like it or that they don't need it. So let's keep moving forward. Hey, my gloves 
Oh, I just got to notice. My gloves are on the way. Yay, my gloves are on the way. All right, so <laughs> hashtag real life. Um, UIL COVID-19 changes. This is what we're looking at. Um, something they put into place this year. Uh, two area contests can be held at the same stadium, but they cannot uh, be competing against each other. This is very true for Area E and Area F. Both of their area contests will be held at the same stadium on the same day, but they will not be in direct competition with each other. Area E programs will be evaluated against Area E programs. Area F programs will be evaluated against Area F programs. Same judging panel, but they're going to be evaluated separately. So when you see the schedule, Area E and F, you're like, oh my gosh, they added more programs. No, they're, they're separate, but they're performing at the same day at the same stadium, and that's due to lack of participation. It's very difficult to put on a contest when there's only four or five programs going, and that's a lot of that this year because of the pandemic. Uh, as, far as, per, as far as performance regulations go, minimum four-minute, uh, you have to perform, your show has to be four minutes long. It's a minimum of four minutes. It used to be five minutes. Now it's a minimum of four minutes. Uh, the reason UIL brought that down is because uh, we just weren't sure of rehearsal time. How much time uh, programs are going to have to rehearse? Are they going to be able to put on a five-minute show? What if the school um, has to shut down for a week because of positive tests? What if the band has issues with COVID-19 or grades and stuff like that? There were just too many unknowns with um, how bands were going to be able to handle this and how schools were going to be able to cooperate with handling a pandemic and doing in-person learning versus virtual and all that stuff. So to compensate for that, UIL decided, okay, minimum four-minute show. Minimum four minutes. You're going to see a lot of programs put on like a six-minute show. Usually, remember, uh, the UIL rules say you can go up to eight minutes and that's it. You go 801, you're in trouble. But anything under eight minutes, you're good to go. Uh, but because of lack of rehearsal time and because of all the different challenges that have been presented towards marching bands this year in the state of Texas due to COVID-19, I think you're going to see a lot of shows that are going to be like six, six and a half minutes. Usually you see a show between seven and eight minutes. You're probably going to see a show that's going to be about 30 to 45 seconds shorter. That makes a big difference. So keep that in mind if you're in the stands or if you're able to watch these things online if they're being streamed. There is a six-minute setup time. It used to be five minutes. So you'd be standing in the end zone. The timekeeper says, okay, go. On a normal year, you have five minutes to get set up. At four minutes and 15 seconds, the announcer comes on. They do their announcement, and then you start your show. Now it's six minutes. So timekeeper says, okay, you may enter the field. Time starts. Five minutes and 15 seconds in, the announcer comes on. You do your thing. He, the announcer does their thing, and then after that, you start performing your show. The reason they're doing this is to promote social distancing um, in the stadium. You're going to see a lot of this. This is what you're going to see. You're going to see programs enter the field. You probably won't even see the other program yet. Usually, they're lined up in the end zone watching the other program before they go. On. You can see a ba- you're going to see a band get on the field, perform their show, get off the field. Once they've exited the stadium... Then the other band's going to enter the stadium. You're going to see a lot of that. It's going to promote social distancing, not only within the individual program itself, but the other programs that are attending the event, okay? So six minutes setup time. So you get an extra minute to set up. You get an extra minute to get off the field. You usually have two minutes to get off the field. This year, it is three minutes to get off the field, again, to promote social distancing. Contest committees can increase the interval uh, times between bands. Usually at a UIL event, it is 15 minutes and it's like 8, 8 a.m., 8.15, 8.30, 9, uh, 8.45, 9 o'clock. And then lather, rinse, repeat all the way down. They're usually in 15-minute intervals. But this year, the uh, contest organizers are allowed to expand that time if they need to. You're going to see some areas uh, do a 17-minute interval. You're going to see some areas do a 20-minute interval. You're going to see some areas do an 18-minute interval or somewhere in between. It just depends on what the area feels is necessary. So keep that in mind. You're going to see, usually, Like I said, usually it's 0, 15, 30, 45, and then the next hour. It's going to be a little bit different this year. 
uh, again, just to promote social distancing and to, to compensate for the, um, the increase in time to get on the field and off the field. Cool? Cool. Very important here. Very important. Keep this in mind. You'll thank me later. Area contest and state contest are only one round this year. There is no area finals. There is no state finals. It is literally area contest. It is literally state contest. It is one performance to end all performances. That's it. There is no area prelims and then, okay, we're going to take the top 10 and we'll see you tonight. And then everybody files into the stadium and then everybody's nervous and then nobody cheers for the other programs because uh, everyone's too nervous and they want their kids to do well. There's none of that this year. It is one performance, whether you go on at 8 o'clock in the morning or 8 o'clock at night. It is one performance. That's it. Now, uh, areas can, if they choose to, and I think they're going to, they can designate or uh, they can designate a program to be an area finalist uh, if they have enough programs at the uh, at the at the contest. Now, there's no finals this year, but I know UIL does want to kind of promote that. Like, hey, you you would have made finals, but there is no finals, so we're gonna give you a trophy regardless. So keep that in mind. Uh, hopefully announcers are very clear about that. Like, okay, these programs are going to be named area finalists, and then these programs will be certified to the state marching contest. So please pay attention to the announcers because uh, they're going to have the vital information. Uh, but it is up to the area to designate, okay, is they gonna, are they going to do an area finalist uh, distinction and then do a, a state contest distinction? Uh, a state qualifier distinction. I know that each area is going to crown a champion. That is something UIL absolutely wants. Area champion, and they're not going to tell you the score or anything like that, the raw score of 12 or whatever. No, it's going to be like area champion. Cool? Cool. Uh, no full band retreats this year. No full band retreats. doesn't matter how many um, programs are attending the contest. No full band retreats this year. It's too risky. You can't socially distance that. It's almost impossible. Um, drum major retreats will happen. Uh, areas are encouraging that to happen. Whether a program uh, decides to let their drum majors participate in that, that is entirely up to them. And it has no effect on their score whatsoever. This is after the contest. It's after verification. It's after all that stuff. Um, so... We'll see how we'll, we'll we'll see how that works. Um, but yeah, no full band retreats this year. Not none at area, none at state either. Um, it's just it's it's simply too risky. Cool, cool. Here's how you get to state. This is how you get to the state contest. Number one, uh, play good. Number two, march good. Number three, listen to me because these are the rules. Remember, getting to state, it depends on how many bands qualified for the area contest. Here's some numbers. If there are le- if your area had less than 15 bands qualify, less than 15 bands qualify, your area only takes two to the state marching contest. If you have 15 or more bands that qualified for your area, we do the one to five rule. That means you certify one program for every five programs that qualified. So here's your example. If your area had 20 bands qualified for this for the area contest, you do the one to five rule, that means four programs are certified to the state marching contest. However, if you had 19 programs that qualified for your area, then guess what? Only three qualify or get certified to the state contest. We had a situation like that in Area I where it looked like it was going to be 20 and then all of a sudden it dropped to 19 for qualifiers. So now Area I, and we'll talk about that in a little bit, the Katy area, the Cypress area, uh, they're taking one less program and that makes things very, 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 very interesting. This is very true. With This is something you really need to keep in mind because there are a lot of programs that like, remember what I said, um, went to region, qualified for area, but they're not going to area contest. So it's very important to keep that in mind. I can't stress that enough. Qualified programs for area that determines how many go to state. Here's your caveat. 
here's something that may come into play. If your area is advancing only two programs, so that is area B, area D, area E, area F, and area H. If a band gets second place or better from two music judges and one marching judge, they automatically qualify for the state contest. No matter what placement they were, they automatically qualify for the state contest. They don't knock anybody out. The area simply adds another program. That's it. This happened in area H. This happened in area H. Uh, two years ago, uh, there was a program that uh, would not have qualified under the uh, without this rule, but because this rule is in place, they were able to qualify and move forward. I think it was, uh, I don't remember who it was, I think it was Leander. Um, if your area is advancing three or more programs, which is area C and area I, if you're advancing three or more bands, if a band gets third place or better from two music judges and one marching judge, they automatically qualify for state. Like I said, it doesn't matter what placement they get. As long as they hit those benchmarks on the rules I just mentioned, they qualify for state. This happens more often than you think. Uh, it usually happens like once a year at the area contest uh, per conference. So uh, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see how that, how that plays out. As far as tiebreakers go, tiebreakers are very common. So we break those tiebreakers, but it's using something called judges' performance. or ju I'm sorry, not performance. Judges' preference. <laughs> judges, we don't want to see them perform. We don't care. Let's let the kids perform. Uh, judges' preference. Here's how that works. If there are two bands that are tied, what you do is you isolate them, and then you see which band had the majority of judges rank them higher than the other. So... Whichever band has three judges rank them higher than that other program, then that first band wins the tiebreaker and they place higher than uh, the other program. Tiebreakers are common. Not only that, tiebreakers are also common in determining who goes to state and who stays home. It is a big deal. We see this at the area contest. We see this at the state contest. We've seen this determine state medals. We've seen this determine, like I said, we've seen this determine uh, which program goes on to state and which program ends their season. Uh, that's how tiebreakers work in UIL. Um, and you use this for uh, programs that are, that two programs that are tied. You use this for programs that are three. There's a three-way tie, or I think at state, gosh, when was it? It's like 1999. State, I think it was Conference 4A, there was a four-way tie at state contest. I don't think it affected medals, but there was a four-way tie at state contest, and they used this exact method to figure it out. Yeah, it took some time, and you had to bring out an abacus, and we had to call some scientists from MIT, but we got it done. So keep that in mind. That's how you get to state. Let's talk live blog for a second. People have been asking me all season long, where are you guys at? What are you all doing? Are you okay? Do you need food? Do you need water? The answer is yes to all those things. But I am happy to announce that this weekend, this Saturday, December 5th, the, the TexasBands.com live blog is in effect. We got to thank some people for this. We have a series of volunteers, uh, band enthusiasts, band directors put together by a friend of TexasBands.com from the Claudia Taylor Johnson High School, Mr. Jarrett Lippman, thank you so much to him, who kind of put this together at the last second. <laughs> at least that's what I said. At least that was what I was told. Um, uh, pretty much every area is going to be covered on the live blog this weekend. Um, so activate. Powersoftexasvans.com, activate. Live.txvans.com. Live.txvans.com. Save it in your phone. Save it on your desktop. Save it on your iPad. Save it on your... Uh, Blue's Clues knockoff uh, touchscreen pad thing uh, that is sold illegally on Amazon. Uh, save it into your browser. Save it everywhere. Everybody on my our, our, our friends, and thank you to them. Thank you to all the contributors that are going to be doing this this weekend all across the state. They're going to be commenting on everything that happens at each one of the areas. The cool thing about this is because these area contests are happening at different times during the day, it's not going to be, it's going to be real easy to follow. It'll be one page. You just go to live.txbands.com. You'll be able to see everything. You'll be able to easily tell, um, you know, 
which area is being commented on. There's going to be results. There's going to be commentary. There's going to be all sorts of stuff going down there. We really hope you join us. Don't worry. The TexasBands.com staff is going to chime in uh, throughout the day just to explain stuff and make sure everything's working A-OK. Again, thank you to all these volunteers that are helping us out with this. Thank you so much for that. Thanks, Jared, for uh, helping us put this together. One more thing. TexasVans.com staff, happy to announce this. We will be at both days for the UIL State Marching Band Contest, Conference 2A, Conference 4A, and Conference 6A. We'll be there the entire time. Mr. Daniel Sanchez and myself, Daniel Valdez, will be there uh, doing our thing as we've been doing the past several, several years. Thank you so much to the UIL. Thank you so much to Dr. Ken and April and everybody who's over there, who's who's championed us and been a fan of ours and, and has, has graciously worked with us over the, over the last several years. Thank you so much. State Live Blog is coming in about three, in two or three, two or three weeks, about two weeks. We will see you there. We will be there. We will be masked up. We will have our hand sanitizer. I'm going to take so much vitamin D that it won't even be ridiculous. I'll just basically be an orange at that point. So um, uh, we're very excited for that. And uh, we really hope you'll join us this weekend uh, because nobody does it like we do, baby. So uh, thank you all so much for your support. And thank you so much for, uh, for supporting us over the years. With that being said... Let's go over area by area. This is going to kind of go over just some highlights, some programs, where these contests will be, different things to look at, and then uh, and then we'll wrap everything up because my voice is getting tired. So here we go. Let's start with area A. Area A, West Texas. Um, unfortunately, due to lack of participation, area A marching contest was canceled several months ago. Um, there were just not enough programs to... Um, put on an area contest. Um, there were two programs in area A that signed up for region. I believe it was Abilene and friendship. Both bands received division one ratings. Um, and they were allowed to move on to the state contest, but I believe both programs had already decided that they were not going to advance to, uh, the state contest, but congratulations to them for, uh, going out to region and getting their division one ratings. Let's go to Area B Marching Contest, Lobo Stadium in Little Elm, Texas. Two programs will advance to the state contest out of Area B. And then right off the bat, if you're looking at the schedule, Waxahachie and Capel. Right off the bat, Waxahachie, 2017, they were a 5A state finalist. Then they move up to 6A in 2018, and then they make state finals there too. Waxahachie is a very underrated very accomplished program, not just on the field, but in the concert. You need to listen to their concert band. They're fantastic. Uh, they've been great for a number of years. So expect amazing things out of them uh, this year, especially, uh, you know, maybe in two weeks. Uh, Capel, same thing. Great program all around. These programs are really going for it. So uh, um, we'll see how they, uh, we'll see how things turn out this weekend and, and hopefully in the next uh, couple of weeks. Congratulations to everybody Everybody at Area B Contest that's going to be competing this weekend. Let's go to Area C Marching Contest, Mesquite Memorial Stadium in Mesquite, Texas. Four programs are going to advance to state. Four programs out of Area C are going to advance to the state contest. And here's the math on that. As you look at the schedule, and it's been updated because I believe one program had to drop out of Area Contest this week. There are 16 bands that are competing at Area C for 6A contest. But there were five qualifiers. Uh, I believe it was North Mesquite, Plano High, Plano East, Plano West, and Allen, that's five, who qualified for area, but they are not competing at area. So 16, five, put it together, 21. Use the one to five rule. That's four bands to the state marching contest. Looks like everybody at Louisville ISD is uh, pushing forward and trying to make this happen going to area contests. So what does that mean? That means Hebron. That means Flower Mount. That means Marcus. Um, I am very interested, very, very, very interested to see how those programs have dealt with this season because I've heard some of these programs, a lot of programs had to pare down or program down their show just because they didn't know how much rehearsal time they were going to do. Now, keep in mind, some of these programs went full force with it. They're like, hey, we'll social distance, we'll wash our hands, we'll do whatever we can, but we're going to try to put on as complete of a marching show as we possibly can. 
So it's going to be very interesting. You're going to see a wide spectrum of how programs have decided to handle this season. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of evidence in that, especially with the Louisville ISD program. So good luck to everybody at Area C. This is one of the, I believe this is one of the biggest contests that are there, one of the biggest area contests that are happening this weekend. So this thing starts at 3 o'clock, like 3.30 in the afternoon. It's going to go all the way until about 9 o'clock. And uh, hopefully everybody is going to be okay there. So just be safe. And by the way, area, I believe Area C contest, um, I believe they're selling tickets at the door. So um, get there early and hopefully you're able to get a ticket in there. Remember, there's, uh, you know, there's limited capacity. It's 50% capacity at, uh, at these events. So contest organizers are going to have some issues with, you know, trying to, um, make sure that, you know, they're going to try to fill the stands as best that they can, but then at a certain point, they're going to have to stop letting people in. So area C contest, like I said, I don't think there's any online ticket sales for that. There's no advanced ticket sales. So if you're going to go to the contest, please be safe. Please get there early. Um, you still got a social distance. Every row is going to be blocked off, that sort of thing. And I'm going to get to that stuff in a little bit. Uh, just be careful if you're going out to Area C or any of these contests. Cool? Cool. Let's go to Area D marching contest. Hayes CISD Stadium in Buda, Texas. Two bands are advancing to the state contest out of Area D. To give you a perspective of what this pandemic has done and how programs have handled it this year. In 2018, Area D certified six programs to the state marching contest. And several of them made state finals. This year, Area D is only certifying two programs in the state marching contest. That is how much of an impact COVID-19 has had. A lot of programs are not attending this contest. Um, so it's, it's going to, Area D is going to be very interesting. And by the way, 2018 and this year, it's the same area alignment, the exact same area alignment. So, um, keep that in mind as we're watching programs this weekend. So area D, so you got Hayes and you got Claudia Taylor Johnson that are going on. By the way, this contest is early. It's probably the earliest contest that's happening this weekend. It's starting at like nine 30 in the morning. So, uh, you know, <laughs> wear, wear your long johns. Cause it's going to be a little cold that day. Maybe we'll talk about weather in a second. Uh, looking at Hayes, looking at Claudia Taylor Johnson. Hayes has really improved over the last couple of years. Fantastic stuff that they're doing. Claudia Taylor Johnson is obviously very, very, very good, and they're 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 the product on the field. I just went to the rehearsal last night. Uh, they're good. <laughs> they're good. They're just as good as they've always been, uh, and you'd expect nothing less from them. So congratulations to those programs, and and congratulations to all those programs who are competing at Area D contest. Let's go to Area E contest. Let's go to the Houston area. Challenger Columbia Stadium in Webster, Texas. Two programs are going to advance to state contest out of Area E. Uh, performance starting at 11 a.m. And we're going straight through until about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Look at Dawson. Look at Pearland. Dawson seems to jump around between 5A and 6A like every year. And it's, it, it, they end up getting to state contest regardless. So, um, so uh, hopefully they'll be able to do the same this year. Pearland going on last. Uh, Two years ago, in 2018, Pearland had, I personally, I, I had Pearland in finals at state. Uh, so, and I know this is a program that is really trying to make this work. I know they were really working hard during the Thanksgiving break to, to keep everybody fresh and safe and, and make sure that they were getting in as much, uh, as much uh, instrument time as possible. So we'll see how those programs uh, uh, perform this week at the Area E contest. Let's go to Area F contest. Uh, Challenger Columbia Stadium, Webster, Texas. Two bands are going to advance to state from Area F. So here's how that works. So you do your Area E programs, verification, announcement of awards, cool. Then we take a break. We eat some lunch, probably have some nachos. Great. And then the Area F programs go on. Um, that is something that we all need to take into account because... We don't want to get this confused or anything like that. So uh, let's go over to the Area F programs. Let me pull that up real quick. Come on. Getting my presenter to work. 
Yeah, I did a PowerPoint presentation. I may post it. I'm not sure. Uh, Conroe, Grand Oaks, Oak Ridge, and the Woodlands. Looking at Oak Ridge and the Woodlands, I know the Woodlands are really pushing forward this year. <laughs> Their shows are always so difficult. Uh, I expect nothing less from them. So uh, good luck to all the programs going out to Area F. Let me go forward. Area G. Let's talk about Area G for a second. Area G, unfortunately, due to lack of participation, Area G contest was canceled. This is down in the valley. There were two bands out of Area G that signed up for region contest, Harlingen and Harlingen South. Both programs went to their region contest, which was only two programs. They both got Division One ratings. Now, because there's no area contest, uh, because their area contest was canceled, they were allowed, if they chose to go to state, they were allowed to attend the state marching contest. And as far as I'm aware, as of this recording, both programs have decided to push forward and attend the UIL State Marching Band Contest. So congratulations to Harlingen and Harlingen South. I know they've had some big, big challenges this year uh, uh, with uh, getting uh, getting the programs together, but congratulations to them for pushing forward and trying to make this happen. You will see both of them at the State Marching Contest. Let's go to Area H Marching Contest. Uh, D.W. Rutledge Stadium in Converse, Texas, San Antonio area. Two programs are going to advance to state. Look at, we got Judson, Lake Travis, Wagner, Steele, Clemens, and Del Rio. This is going to be a very interesting contest. Lake Travis, for all intents and purposes, had, a, had an incredibly awesome year last year. Kind of, I hate to call it a breakout year because they've made state contests before uh, in, a, in Conference 5A. They're good. <laughs> so we'll see how, we'll see how they're, uh, they're planning out this year. Judson looking good this year. Del Rio, same thing. So it'll be interesting to see who's going to grab these two spots. So congratulations to everybody through Area Age Contest, and good luck this weekend. This is the real interesting one. This is probably the most intriguing area contest you're going to see this this weekend. This is probably everybody, if you're a big nerd like me, you're probably really focusing on this one. Area I Marching Contest, the Berry Center at Cypress, Texas, and I know the kiddos are thrilled to be back at the Berry Center for this uh, for this event, three bands will advance to state from Area I. If I'm looking at the schedule, n- I'm not kidding you. There are like eight or nine programs that could easily make state out of here, but there's only three spots. I love these kinds of contests because it it come it really comes down to performance. Anybody who's listened to this podcast before knows that I preach performance. Everybody knows that I preach performance here. You can design your show and you can have, you can pay thousands of dollars to designers to do your show and that's fantastic and I appreciate their product. But at the end of the day, if your kids don't perform the product, the results are going to show that. So three bands are making it out of area I. There's like eight or nine programs that have a legitimate shot of getting in there. So Performance is key. This is one of the longest contests of the day. It starts at like 1.30 in the afternoon. And it's not going to end until about 9.30. So uh, the, keep that in mind as you're watching the live blog or if you're there in person. It's a long contest. Um, and good luck to everybody that's going to be out there. It's probably going to be a very large crowd at Area I. So just make sure you're social distancing. Make sure you've got your masks on and make sure you're, you're taking care of yourselves. Um, not just parents, but uh, the kiddos on the field as well. That's it. (laughs) That's it for the area. That's it for that little area review. Now, here's what to expect this weekend. Be ready for COVID-19 protocols at the stadium. We already know, we, we, we should already be used to this. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. Socially distance. Most of these stadiums, they have every other row blocked off already with red tape or they put spikes on the chairs or whatever. And then you're going to have little pods to sit in. Like, you can sit here. You cannot sit here. You can sit here. You cannot sit here. Please adhere to that. Because as far as I know, these area contest organizers are going to be watching the stands. And they will call you out if you're not following protocols. Don't embarrass yourself if you're going to go to one of these contests. The last thing these contest organizers need is for people to not follow the protocols and then all of a sudden, oh, it's 10 days later, hey, a bunch of people uh, tested positive and, you know, they got sick. And then they trace it back to, well, they went to this area contest and, you know, 
plus social media kind of keeps an eye on this stuff too. I mean, how many times have you opened social media and somebody's posted a, vo- a photo of people not following protocols or um, an event not following protocols? So if you're going to go to these events, my suggestion is to follow the rules. Please do that. At the end of the day, it is not about you. It's about the kids on the field. They want a state contest. They want to be able to finish out the season. We can argue back and forth on whether this should be going on or not, but if the kids are on the field, we need to do everything to protect them and to protect their interests. So let's, let's, uh, let's follow the rules. Let's make sure we've got our protocols in place. And if you don't feel like following the rules, if you don't feel like following the protocols, hey, guess what? The live vlog's got you covered, baby. Stay home. Chill out. Have some turkey chili. We got you covered. Uh, tickets may sell out quickly. There are some areas that did a ticket allotment that only made tickets available to their bands. Um, and it's going to vary by area. Some areas saying, hey, buy them at the door. Um, it just really depends on what area, which area decided to do what. So tickets may sell out quickly due to reduced capacity because, remember, 50% capacity at stadiums. UIL says 50% capacity. That's it. So um, if you're going to plan on attending these events... Uh, either buy your ticket online if you're able to do so or show up very early to buy them in person and make sure you're social distancing in lines and stuff like that, okay? Um, Bands may or may not be allowed to stay and watch other programs. This is very common. Bands perform, they put their instruments away, they put the props away or whatever, then they show back up in the back stands. Some areas will allow that as long as you socially distance and if you're not social distancing in the back stands, the contest organizers will kick you out of the event. It's not going to affect your score or anything. They're just going to tell you to board the buses. They're going to tell you, hey, get out of the stadium. Or and they may tell that to everybody. Or a specific program that's not following the rules. So um, it's up to each area to determine that. And it's going to be up to the band directors to make the decision of whether they need, they're going to allow their program to be in the stadium or to get on the buses and um, go home. Concessions are going to be for sale at most of these, I'm pretty sure all these events are going to have concessions, but it's probably going to be individually wrapped stuff. So there's probably going to be some limitations on what can be served and what can't be served. If you're comfortable doing that, comfortable ordering food there, by all means, um, go support uh, go support the local school districts on that. If overcrowding becomes an issue at some of these events, talking about the actual spectator side, if overcrowding becomes an issue, the announcer may make an announcement to say, hey, if your program's already performed, get out of my stadium. He's not going to say it like that, but (laughs) I would, but, um, there may be an announcement for that. Now there are some areas that clear the stands after each block. Uh, they may say, okay, you're going on six bands. Okay. We're clearing the stadium. Get out, get out of the stadium, get back in line and we'll let you back in. Um, but like, again, it's up to each area to turn to determine those, uh, those protocols. Another thing to expect with the lack, like I said earlier, the lack of rehearsal time, the um, challenges that each program has had to face, um, the shows and the performance is going to look very different. It's going to look very different. Um, keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. These kiddos have not had a full season in terms of rehearsal time and practice time. Nobody has. Nobody has. It just wasn't possible to do this year. But with the programs that have been able to push forward and try to get this done and be as creative as possible with rehearsal time and and doing things through Zoom and social media and doing things in person, um, we move forward. So I'll close this by saying this. Um... This weekend needs to be a vigilant celebration of this activity. I say vigilant because we all need to do our part to make sure that these kids have as much opportunity as possible to complete their season. Um, Follow the protocols. Not just at the stadium, but in your personal life too. 
It's very simple. If you want the season to end at the Alamo Dome in two weeks, follow the protocols. If we don't follow the protocols, if we don't take care of ourselves, if we become irresponsible, the Alamo Dome is in jeopardy. And it would be a real shame if we made it this far and then it had to end because things got out of hand. Here's something else I need to say. Parents. This weekend is not about you. When we go to area contest, we try to pump up our programs as much as possible. I've seen it. I've heard it. You've told it to me. Whether I wanted to hear it or not. (laughs) Um, I get it. You want your kids to be successful. I get it. You want them to place as high as possible and reach the... And, and get all the trophies and get all the medals and get all that stuff. I get it. But I want you to understand something. Every program that takes the field this year, Conference 2A, Conference 4A, Conference 6A, every program that takes the field this Saturday, they have all, all those kids have dealt with something that none of us can really understand. Virtual learning. Going up, to ba- going up to the school just for band and then getting back on the computer at home. Staying at home for an extended period of time. Being around your family a different time for, for an extended period of time. Being around maybe a not-so-happy family for an extended period of time. Learning how to do things virtually. A, 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 complete, a complete rearrangement of how school should be learned. Dealing with grades. Not really having a social life. These kids that are taking the field this Saturday have been through something that none of us can really understand. So, I am challenging everybody that's listening right now to cheer for every single program that takes the field. Every single one. Because guess what? A lot of those kids, and it's, it's quite possible that a lot of the kids that are not with your school or with your band, a lot of those kids have probably had a more difficult time handling this pandemic and handling school and handling family and handling the social life this year than your kids have. So they need to be championed too. And I know that's difficult. I, I get it. It's difficult for a lot of, in this activity, it's difficult for a lot of programs and a lot of boosters and a lot of parents to wrap their minds around that. Because they feel that, oh, if I cheer for this other program, then they're going to do well and then they're going to beat my program. Get that out of your head. We're in a pandemic. This is 2020. That's all out the window. That's gone. That doesn't exist anymore. We are one marching band community. We are one dedicated activity. And we champion everybody. The entire TexasBands.com website is built on that premise. And it has been for a very long time. So we need to show our kids that we care. We need to show every single one of them that we are here for them. And that we're going to cheer them on. And no matter what the placements are, We're going to make sure that they're okay. We're going to make sure that they stay safe. We're going to make sure that they are mentally and physically as healthy as they possibly can be. But you got to do your part. If you're going to go to the stadium, if you feel comfortable going to the stadium, by all means, have a great time, follow the protocols, and do everything you can to stay safe. If you don't feel comfortable being at the stadium, the TexasBands.com live blog is going to be here for you. We're going to post everything on social media as well. Uh, so follow the Facebook, the TexasBands.com Facebook page. Follow me on Instagram at DanPodValdrez. I'm going to post everything. We're going to post everything on our social media channels. We're going to crush it this weekend. We will be successful. But we've got to do our part. Um, something I talked about was extreme cooperation. 
when everything started going down and, and you know, we start, we start, UIL started saying, hey, we're going we're gonna to try to make this season happen. It's, it was going to require extreme cooperation amongst all the programs and all the schools and everybody. So let's keep moving forward. Let's keep trying to make this happen. If you're going to the contests, have fun. If you're going to stay home, be safe there. Check out the live blog. I think I'm done here. <laughs> if you've got questions or comments or anything, please let us know. Uh, I'll make sure you're taken care of. Uh, but as of this recording Thursday morning, this is as accurate of information as I have. Um, but if anything changes, we'll make sure we update it and, and do everything. I'm not going to edit this because forget that. <laughs> I've been talking for 45 minutes. With that being said, I'm done here. I hope you all have a fantastic weekend. I hope you're safe. I hope you're well physically and emotionally and mentally. Um, take care of each other. Take care of yourselves. Um, we'll be back. Uh, we'll chime in throughout the day Saturday to make sure that results are posted and everything's good to go there. Sunday, keep in mind, Sunday, state schedule comes out. State schedule is just randomly picked. Um... So state schedule comes out Sunday. So I'll probably do a, um, I'll do what I call a cherry on, which is basically a review of the results from the previous day. So Sunday, we'll do a cherry on there. We'll talk about results and stuff like that. And then um, Sunday afternoon, the schedule gets released. Monday, Monday, next Monday, tickets go on sale for the state marching contest. There'll be more details coming down with that. I know they're going to break it up into sessions. I know 2A, you're going to buy a ticket for 2A. You have to buy a ticket for 4A. You're going to buy a ticket for 6A. So we're going to go over that, I promise. Uh, but let's focus on area. Let's try to get through this weekend, and then we'll see where the chips fall. I'm done here. Thank you so much for listening. All you new listeners, hit subscribe. Thank you so much for listening. For everybody that has been with me the last couple of years, I can't thank you enough. And uh, just thank you, thank you, thank you for the support. I'm done here. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Adios, good luck, and bye-bye.